1: Good morning.
0: <laughs> Simon's <laughs> looking at me like, "There
2: goes that clapping thing again." <laughs> I know what this is. They don't like sort it of.
1: No, I saw they a know. comment on like one of your last TikToks uh, about Simon, just saying Simon was such a pretty dog, and it made me miss him a lot. I miss yeah, all I of y'all. People, I miss home know him by so name, much. Though. Yeah, he's famous. Well,
2: I know, and I get to see you before she does because I'm coming out there, and we won't get to see you till. Thanksgiving,
1: yeah, but it'll it'll be good. I'm I'm really excited and grateful that I can come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's a that's a treat.
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's been going on with you?
1: (laughs) What the heck, what was that? What do you mean? You just you.
2: Can I, just veg out a second? I told
1: you. I told you good news that I can come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You sighed like you were the president of the United States, and then asked what was going on with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I didn't think that was new news. That was established news. I mean, okay,
3: no. You, I need my energy
2: level. <laughs> I need to pump up my energy level. Hold on. I'm going to go do some push-ups. <laughs> just like so
1: second. Okay, okay. I'll talk to mom in the meantime. Hey, mom. How's it going? Hi, honey.
3: Good. How are you? You, you? going good, mom? Good. <laughs> yeah. Can you qu- count more quietly? <laughs> what? He, he's such a weirdo. Yeah. Well, to be fair, this is like his fourth Zoom today and second podcast. So we'll mm-hmm. cut him some slack that he's a little out of it.
1: <laughs> well, while he's getting all pumped up, how about we roll that intro music? Roll I the do. intro music!
3: Max and
1: Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads,
3: wholesome chaos. <laughs> no, he doesn't know how to get back over here. <laughs>
2: The dogs are occupying the couch, so I was making it harder. Oh, I'm breathing a little heavy now. Sorry about that.
1: No, you're good. Are you feeling better? Mm.
2: I feel awesome. I am so ready to podcast now.
1: <laughs> <sighs> There's that sigh again.
2: That was just a breathing thing. That was just an oxygen oh, okay, thing. Okay. You got to do it. so Over and over again. <laughs> You're are never you
3: done breathing. <laughs> <laughs> You're well,
2: lucky. Until you are. In which case, you know. <laughs> move on.
3: <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be a weird one, folks. Hang on and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm Maggie's dad, Dan Thurman. Got my wife Shay here right next to me. Hey baby. Hey baby. <laughs> and how you doing, Maggie?
1: I'm good. I'm Maggie Thurman. I'm their daughter. Um
2: They know who we're, you are. These are our friends. <laughs>
1: What they but they know there are who some you new are too. Listeners. You introduced yourself. Every
2: week, all the time. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's gonna be a fun one. We, we it's been a busy week. We have <laughs> not much to talk about.
1: <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Guys, I had one of the best nights of my life last night.
2: Did you really?
3: In night sleep or like no before sleep? very little sleep.
2: Well, you texted you me do? this morning at like five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> my time or five thirty a.m. I know. my time, I know. which was I and I'm like you... Maggie's up late.
1: Were you awake?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, was almost
1: six a.m. your time. I thought about that. I literally I got home so late. And I started doing business emails. (laughs) I was like, I know I'm not going to want to do this bright and early. And I would need to do it at like 8 a.m. just to get it out ahead of time um, for a few different emails. So I was like, why not do it at 3 (laughs) a.m.
2: That's funny. That's great.
1: Yeah. If the ball's in your
2: hand, throw it. You know that motto.
3: Yeah. So what happened? Tell us what you were doing.
1: Well, I should go back and reread those emails I sent to to make sure that everything I sent was good at 3 a.m. Um,
2: well, the but, email you sent me at 3am, Maggie, was very coherent, although the link that you attached did not work yeah, at all. Yeah,
1: the whole, the whole reason for the email was actually...
2: Yeah, the whole. <laughs> you're right. So the reason for the email was irrelevant. You might want to check those other emails too. I will. You, know? I will. <laughs> you might have a few problems there. And speaking of problems, <laughs> if you're experiencing any problems in your life, we've got some great news for you and a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp.
1: It can be so easy to get stuck on focusing on problems instead of solutions because you're so close to the problems itself. And sometimes it's so much easier to have another person with an objective opinion speak into those things. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there's no better feeling.
2: A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. And this is so true. Like you said, Maggie, when you're stuck inside your own head, you're trying to essentially think through your issues. But you're thinking with your mind that's already compromised because you're in this negative state. And so it's just a spiraling situation. Uh, I found that in my life. Um, Sometimes you just need to be in in a room with somebody who knows what they're talking about, has been trained to help you, and that's exactly what you get at BetterHelp. And so if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a fantastic option.
1: It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online.
2: Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime you like. When you
1: want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash wholesome today to get 10% off your first month.
2: That's com slash wholesome. So get back to this story for us, Maggie. What happened?
1: Guys. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? I'll, I'll start with a question. Are you guys familiar with Mr. 305? No. <laughs> no. 409. <laughs> Mr. I'm Worldwide.
2: Oh, that's right. Oh. Was he, did he know Mr. Clean?
3: What? What?
2: Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. 409. You said Mr. 409. He and Mr. Clean were buddies. I think they were neighbors. <laughs> Maybe roommates.
3: Okay, they so have I'm very talking clean about apartment. the one oh, and okay. only... Pitbull. Who? What? Oh, no. I have no idea what that is. You guys don't know who Pitbull is? No. Mr. Mm. Wawa, Mr.
1: 305, Dale.
2: I'm sorry. Tell me about Pitbull. It's,
1: Are you kidding me? I,
2: I, I've i heard the name. I know I should know this. I'm not up on my pulp culture generally, and unless it comes across my full Yo, page, I don't really know what no, the, what's he's, going on. No, he's
1: been around for decades. Pitbull. He's. He's more your generation than mine.
2: Oh, Pitbull!
1: Are you no, lying? Now. Still nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know who Pitbull is. You know his music. He's a musical artist. Uh, he is the uh, the meet me at the hotel. Okay, nope, nope. Okay, yes, yes, so yes, 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 yes. Huge artist. A few days ago, me and three friends found out he was coming to play Hollywood Bowl um, on his like musical tour across the country with opener Gwen Stefani. Kind of crazy. Oh, my! I, I did. And, I
2: know Gwen Stefani.
1: Okay. I have well, no
2: doubt who Gwen <laughs> Stefani is. Okay.
1: That's, <laughs> that's all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's part of the story. Um, and so we were talking about how funny it would be to go to Pitbull because we know his songs. His songs are classic, but none of us were really diehard Pitbull fans. And I told them, I said, the only way I'm going is if, we all get bald caps and dress up as Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull is, is, is a bald man. And they were like, all right. All right. That, that sounds like a fair, a fair thing. And so yesterday, day of concert, we bought tickets, re- resold tickets, cheap seats. Um, and my friend Alyssa and I this was at five forty five PM. I had just filmed a tape for an audition and we decided to go get these bald caps. Alyssa and I spent two and a half hours. We went to nine different stores oh in LA goodness. for bald caps and came up short every single one. Um, to the what point.
2: What kind of stores guys, were these? Did you go to like make makeup shops and costume like so special effects? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We started costumes. at a Party
1: City. Party City was our first bet because we saw online that they had them. Showed up. They did yeah. not have them. We said, okay, where would I have them? They said, try the shop across the street. We ran across the street. At this point, it's getting closer to six. We have like 10 minutes before everything's closed. Like all these oh, special wow. effects shops. And they were out of bald caps. And so they said, Because try of the Nigel's. Pitbull con-
2: concert, probably.
1: That's what I said. I said, yeah. everyone's going to be dressed as Pitbull. And my friends Because everybody knows Pitbull. Everyone does know Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, Dolly. Um, Mr. 305. God, you guys don't even get that. Nope. <laughs> but they said, try Nigel's, which is a special effects store. We were like eight minutes away. So I have Alyssa calling them while we're driving there. Because it says we're going to get there at 6.02. Oh, they no. close at 6. And we're like, do you have... Bald caps. And she's like, yes, we have a bunch. What sizes do you need? We told her what sizes we need and that we needed four of them. She was like, great. As long as you get here, like, six, you're good. And we're like, we are on the street. Like, we're pulling up. We pull up, 602, running to the store. She's
3: walking out of the store. She's like, ah, y'all missed it. We were like, you Um, are the the opportunity to be an amazing Amazing employee
2: and to be featured on the Wholesome Chaos podcast, bro.
3: And but we were like, She was the you, only you should have told one her working, you
2: were, yeah. I know, but you should have said you'd be there at 602. Well, we got stuck at a said, red light, it, it I'm gonna try it so hard, but it might be we, a minute we late. did
1: say all of that, okay. Okay, all right, and, good for you. And we got stuck at a red light, and but she was the only one working there. We were like, There's really nothing like you can do right now, and she's like, No, sorry, and just like left. And we we're like, Damn. Dude.
3: I well, at least to she the was point, sorry. guys.
1: I started crying Aww. in my car around store six
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because get this: we went two of the stores. We got to. We went to a Walmart and they had one bald cap, um, mm. and it was <laughs> it was dark brown. <laughs> and we said we can't do that. And then we went to another store and they had about forty five bald caps, all dark brown. And at Uh, this point, I was telling Alyssa, I was like, the only explanation is everyone bought the white ones for
2: Pitbull. (laughs) Can I I interject here? Because your story is amazing, and I want to hear the rest of it. But this (laughs) this issue with this woman who walked out on a potential sale and an opportunity, to your point, honey, to really solve a problem, to be an amazing person. I had a, a conference call today with my client for an upcoming event. And what we talked about was like exceeding customers' expectations, and it used to be that like to exceed your customers' expectations, you had to really exceed their expectations and come up with something beyond what they were hoping for and and now it's like in order to exceed their expectations, you really just have to meet their expectations. You know what I mean, yeah. because so many people are falling short the bars the bar for great service or or really conscientious people seems to be lowering, and we're working to change that.
3: But it's possible, giving her the benefit of the doubt, that maybe clocking out, she had to close up the register and do reports and all of that, and it wouldn't have been as easy as just going back in and doing the sale. She could have figured it out. She she couldn't have stayed two
1: extra minutes. We we had a good conversation with her on the phone. We were making jokes. She
3: was laughing, like... Yeah, you'd think she would have. I mean, you know, I would have done it. Yeah.
2: So how did this turn out? Did you shave so, your heads?
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, a, no, no, actually, no. I did talk to her on the phone during yeah. this. I did forgot. you hear me almost on the verge of tears? Like, oh. I cried I said, shortly after, that. and I was like, "Well, you could shave your head," and you are like, "We're gonna do that." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <about> um, it. <laughs> no, we ended up getting a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts to help <laughs> with our sadness. Well, yeah, um, and then we we went and we picked up where we went to the place where the other two people we were going to the concert were. Um, and we told them we were so defeated. We were like, we don't have the bald caps. And they were like, Oh no. Like they did not want to wear the bald caps.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and uh, we ended up getting to the show an hour and a half late. So we did miss Gwen Stefani. entirely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no.
1: The one bit that you guys knew we did actually miss. Um, But that's okay, because Mr. Worldwide had not begun his... The one bit. (laughs) Mr. Worldwide had not gone on yet. Um, And so we get there. Guys... I saw probably, I'm not even kidding. I saw
3: 40 girls dressed as pit bull. Oh, really? And I thought you were I... going to say nobody was. And so you no. would have been like, felt so weird.
2: I thought I I'm thought so you were going to say there was somebody up in front of the venue going, bald caps, get your bald caps. Who <laughs> that could, was who, another joke a we
3: made.
1: I was like, we could just get them there, right? Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: exactly. <laughs> um,
1: but no, there were... There were so many people dressed as Pitbull. We went to our seats and we, since we bought tickets day of and we didn't want to drop a ton of money on this, we were split up. So we had two and two. And then like halfway through the set, the guys we were with texted us and they were like, dude, there's no security. And this was true. I've only been to Hollywood Bowl once and it was for a stand-up show. So it was very much like you sit in your seats. And Hollywood Bowl, if you've never been there's not like seats it's long kind of benches with numbers on it Mm -hmm. so sometimes people take your seats sometimes like you just squeeze in it's like it's kind of a mess but for a concert everyone stands up anyways and so like halfway through they texted us and so we met them in the aisle and they were like let's just see how close we can get because no one was stopping us and everyone everyone was like in the aisles anyways, because it was so packed. It was a sold out Hollywood Bowl for Pitbull. And so we went forward a good bit. We met so many funny people. And Pitbull, I'm a Pitbull fan now. Like I, I was just watching this 41 year old man on this 41 year old bald man on stage with incredible stage presence. Having the time of his life, dancing with his very attractive, young, beautiful dancers on stage, (laughs) like, that man was beaming. He was so happy to be doing what he was doing. Yeah. And it was just, oh my gosh. All of his songs are, like, bangers. Like, they're so good. And they're, he features a lot on other songs. So you may not know, like, Pitbull songs, but you know... Songs I've heard his he's work. on, yeah. yeah, and so it was like that, and it was just so hype. And we kept saying over and over again. We'd just look at each other and be like, "Wait a sec, I think I love Pitbull." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and That's so, awesome.
1: yeah, I'm I'm officially a fan. I next time I will be wearing a bald cap. And uh, yeah, you guys should check out his work. <laughs> I will. Uh, now okay. that you mentioned that,
2: I will definitely check him out. And and to your point, like, there's nothing better than just undeniable energy. And I can only imagine Mm -hmm. what that felt like with him up on stage and the command of his audience and that huge, huge audience. It's so Mm -hmm. huge, so many thousands of people. And you think about how many other amazing events took place in that space. Um, Whenever I'm in a big theater or something like that, I always think about the history of the space space And what happened there before, and so many concerts.
3: It's so funny to think, like, imagine going to a Barbara Streisand concert and everybody's dressed like Barbara Streisand. Be like, (laughs) (laughs) whoa! I don't know, man. Keep that security. Keep a good Uh, wall of security between me and the fans. You know.
2: Philip performed at the Hollywood Bowl on stage with um, Jane's Addiction. Oh, cool! Yeah,
3: Hmm. yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that before.
2: Exactly. Pretty Pretty amazing. Great story.
3: Thank you. We made some
1: jokes a while ago because you know, for my birthday, I had some friends over and we did stand up. And so we were joking, saying, next year for 21, we're just going to rent the Hollywood Bowl
3: (laughs) and we're going to do
1: my birthday party there for stand up. So cool. TBD.
2: Well, um, amazing! And so, if you haven't been to LA, that gives you a little insight into what that venue is like, and, and so many other acts have taken place there. We got a lot of questions this this week from around the world, um, and in fact, maybe they weren't necessarily from this week, but they were from another form within our website that I didn't look at previously. So I went out there, and just so happens, a lot of the questions were from uh, outside the U.S., um, and so we could touch on those, but. Um, you know one of the one of the thoughts from uh, Lara was basically that she'd love to hear us talk a bit more about you know what's going on in the world the global issues in other countries not necessarily the the political aspects of things but just kind of how life is and it's essentially take our personal stories and bring them into the context of the bigger community which is so true because we have thousands of people listening every week and they are from literally all over the world, thanks to TikTok and your outreach there. So th- thank you for bringing that to our attention, Laura. Um, and so I'll try to, as we're talking and telling stories, weave in some of these other questions as well. But but yeah, there's there's a lot going on right now in this time and era. I guess that's always been the case in history. Every generation always feels like their time is unprecedented and um, and incredible and chaotic and... And certainly that's true of of now. And it's uniquely true in many ways with technology and artificial intelligence and uh, everything changing so, so quickly. Um, But
3: but I love how how connected we are globally now because like I'm an army brat. And so I got to travel when I was younger um, and live in Europe and... So I was accustomed to In Germany, attention. by the way. Yeah, yeah. in Germany.
2: Where, where Laura's. And, from.
3: <laughs> and I was accustomed to paying attention to what was going on in other countries. And so when I came back to the States and I and I, you know, say to my friends, Oh my gosh, you know, you hear about the Bader gang gang and the bombing and blah blah blah. And they were just like, What what are you talking about? Yeah. And I realized that people in the US just were not, especially young people, you know, high schoolers and stuff, they didn't know what was going on in the rest of the world. And I didn't know what was going on at the mall. So, you know, (laughs) it it all kind of, it was just interesting. But I love now that everybody is so much more connected and and realize that there are other countries around the world. And we all are, uh, you know, we're all alike, and we're all different. And that's, it's so awesome to get together to get together with people from other cultures and celebrate their cultures and share our own and um, just find that commonality. You know, like I've mentioned yeah. before about Lita, you know, one of my very, very dearest friends. And we, you know, shared a, the same heart. Like we we had the same love for each other before we even shared the same language. We just communicated and realized how, you know, how alike we are, even though we were com- from completely different parts of the world. Yeah,
2: Lita's from uh, Iran. You were saying Maggie?
3: Well, I was just going to say,
1: I think, I think it's very interesting. Like we, we've never had more media access to like media coverage than we do now. You know, like Mm -hmm. TikTok, the amount of stuff I find out through TikTok is insane. And I feel like, you know. It's impossible to talk about global things and not talk about like the tragedies happening in Iran right now yeah. um, with women and just like, it's all over my For You page, right? Yeah. But scattered within my For You page, this is like a, a thing I think is taking a huge mental toll on everyone on TikTok is it'll be like brutal video, raising awareness, important information, scroll laughing scroll yeah. you're crying scroll yeah. where it's like i've i don't know if, if this is just it, it can't just be me but i've noticed over the past like two years that i've been on tiktok i've had such a harder time sitting with my emotions and i think it's because if you scroll like you're with something but then you're in a completely new environment new story new person's life new thing where it's like when i'm sad now i've noticed i'll take my phone out go to tiktok i'm instantly not sad anymore because i'm in something else Mm -hmm. where i've like had to make a conscious effort now of if i'm sad i'm not going to distract myself i'm going to sit in it for a second not like oh i'm going to sit in it self pity but just like having to acknowledge what i'm feeling because i'm so out of touch with my emotions now because you the word that keeps scroll. coming up
2: hearing you is process like we 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 take the impact of what's coming, but we don't take time to process through it and i and I mean that both like in in processing through it in terms of the emotional impact in and also the cognitive progression of like, okay, this thing that hit me that was designed to hit me, right by someone I don't know who who's clearly viewing something from one point of point of view and and from their point of view, this is like their truth. And then, um, you know, there's no there's no investigation. There's no further thought about. Well, what's the real story here? And 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 how do you, how did this happen? And taking it all in and like wrapping your mind around in it around something. And the obligation of doing that in something like a TikTok scroll is insurmountable. Like if you went if you had to like constantly think through everything that's in front of you, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you, you couldn't do it. You wouldn't get very far. We weren't at all.
1: designed for that either right. like that exactly. was, that's an interesting study that's been shown about social media is you weren't designed to know all these details about everyone's lives like you can have your you know your celebrities or whatever you follow because you're going to see their stuff in in the media you know but I noticed this with like I, I had to go and unfollow some people from like elementary school and middle school of just it wasn't good for me to know all the details about the lives of these people that I might never, I will probably never see again because it's too much information for you mm-hmm. to know. Like You weren't designed to know thousands of people's lives at once. You know what I mean? I do.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's in some way when you get a slice of it, what you're getting is a deep access to some community, but you're also missing the larger world um, and the global sense to to Laura's word of what's really happening. Like in Europe right now, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to pay attention because it's, it's a precursor of some of the things that we're likely to experience because they're ahead of us in some ways relative to you know the rising energy costs and the the devaluation of their currency and 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 the you know the winter and the hardship and the difficulty and in, in food um, pricing and things like that things that we're experiencing on one level in the U.S. well it's on a much higher level you know in in Europe right now uh, to the point where people are going to have a pretty tough time and so it's important to be empathetic about that but also to say well what can we do here to to kind of like um, you know, not let that get as, as bad as it could possibly be.
3: Waste not, want not.
2: Yeah. And look out for each other and save, save for your money. Michael, who's also from outside the U S said he'd love more information around money spending carefully and the ins and outs of credit cards. We did that one episode that was all about uh, uh, money and, and credit and, and you were brilliant on all of that, Maggie. Um, but what has it been like living financially on your own? Because here's the thing. Maggie never comes to us and asks for money. Like, it hasn't happened once.
3: Have we asked Maggie for money? Yes. Yes. Yes, we totally asked Maggie for money. <laughs> my mom used to do the same thing. It's so funny because I'd always have cash from bagging uh, groceries at the commissary. Uh-huh. And she'd always borrow like, oh, honey, do you have $50? I need to go pick up some groceries. I'm like, sure. spending And my cash. dad was like, why are you borrowing money from our daughter? And she's like, because mm. otherwise she'd have to go to the bank during banking hours. And it was pretty yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, um... That's, I think I've always not liked taking money from you guys. I don't know. It just, even like allowances, it just felt weird. I was like, you guys already, you already do a lot for me. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't.
2: It's very it sweet. Just, I, I,
1: I, I freak out. Even like gifts now, like I, I don't really know how to receive things super well. <laughs> um, no,
3: I have that problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know, a part of me is, like, I had the option to go to college, which I did a little bit, and, like, I, am like, thankfully had an option where a lot of it was covered by scholarships, and my parents covered the rest, which was incredibly nice, um, and I chose to do this instead, and I think part of it is I want to, I want to show I can do it. I don't really want to, you know, backtrack on that. And as long as I can be financially independent, like I'm going to keep working towards that. But at the same time, there is like an insane comfort knowing that if I really needed the help, like you guys would be there in a heartbeat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. And we feel the same about you, honey. (laughs) 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 I would, I would be there in a heartbeat. We'll we'll
2: (laughs) move into your apartment. Um, speaking of which, how expensive was it to fix your car?
1: Okay, I'm so confused because when I took it to a dealership months ago They told me you have thirty five hundred dollars worth of damages And I said i'm gonna head out and I didn't do anything to fix it Yeah, (laughs) like I think I did one thing and it was like eight hundred dollars and I was like I I no I'm, not giving you thirty five hundred dollars And so I just drove on it for a long time and then I took it to this other place And the guy said he fixed everything for like 80 bucks (laughs)
2: What? <laughs> I think you found so, your mechanic, Maggie. Oh Congratulations. God.
1: I think both of them were lying to me, though. Can I be honest? Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone was telling a full truth here. Because the guy no took eighty my car bucks and he—he
3: he didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> he turned off the maintenance required light and said, "You're good."
2: And he ripped no. that thing out from off the bottom of your car that was making noise.
3: Yeah. Like no. Did he? Did he attach that? Reattach that? He did, but I think it fell again.
2: Dang. Yeah. I need some duct
3: tape. Oh, boy. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. I've had that happen in a couple of cars when I was young. Yeah. It's you know an adventure.
1: Something funny about money. The other day, I wanted to go to a coffee shop with my friends, but I've been trying to not buy coffee out as much. And so I brought my own coffee to the coffee shop.
3: <laughs> You're not allowed to do that.
1: Because like I the wanted ground, to go. You
2: like brought ground coffee and said, would you no, please brew this for me? I-
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I I just fully brought my own cup of coffee and sat with my friends who bought their coffee and I had a great time. I just wanted to go for the experience, the hangs, you know,
2: I'm proud of you. That's <laughs> well, really you awesome.
1: Can go to like a park, right? Are there not parks? We're big coffee people though. I, one of my but favorite you things to do in life is just to go to a, a, a coffee shop
3: and it's what a was that coffee park, a coffee park.
2: <laughs> How many credit cards do you have Maggie?
1: Oh, well, since that one got stolen, um, <laughs> true
3: story, my credit card got stolen. Um, Did the card get stolen or just the number got hacked?
1: Just the number. That was the thing. I yeah. I felt like a big kid there. I'm not going to lie. I had to call the bank. I said, I well, first, when I noticed the charges, I turned off my credit card. That's what you should do. Um, yes. And thankfully, it was my credit card and not my debit card. Because yes. if it's your debit card, you have a lot less protection over it than your credit because your credit is spending credit instead of money until you pay it off. Um, yeah. And your debit
2: card is just pulling money out of your bank account. So Mm -hmm. hear that kids using your debit card for everything is is a bad idea. It's a, well, it's kind of dangerous because if you lose that or if it gets hacked, um, you could get wiped out.
1: Yeah. And so I called the bank, um, and I, I told them I still have my physical card. However, there are fraudulent charges. And so I had to file a claim against those, dispute them, cut up my credit card, got a new credit card shipped. Um, and so it was a whole ordeal, and I'm still so confused on how it happened. Mm-hmm. But
2: you'll you may never know. It, it could have been yeah. somebody hacking into uh, an yeah. online account where you purchase something. Yeah, and that's why
3: it's it's really not a good idea shopping online unless you know you are actually at the website. Even if you're shopping at a legitimate website. You get there from the direct URL, not a link from some other app, especially social media apps. Good tip. Those are notorious for being uh, bogus.
2: But you still have just that one credit card, or do you have multiple credit cards?
3: No, I just have
1: one one credit card. It's like actually, it might not be a student one anymore.
2: And do you pay it off every month?
1: Yeah, it's it's set up to auto pay.
2: It was set up to auto pay from your bank account, so you know mm-hmm. you don't carry that balance with the high interest mm-hmm. rates,
3: and you're never late.
2: Yeah, yep. And and that's right. the other thing going on in the U.S. and everywhere is is uh, to kind of like forestall inflation. the The Fed is increasing interest rates, which when they interest uh, increase interest rate, even a point, it has these ripple effects that affect every loan, every credit card, every mortgage. Um, And, you know, any institution borrowing money, which is why the the, the price of everything goes up considerably. But it's necessary to some extent to pull money out of the economy because right now there's too many dollars having been printed. Money's been cheap for so long, practically free, that that those higher interest rates are necessary to uh, try to prevent inflation from getting um, completely out of hand.
3: Yeah, we're trying to quit printing so much money shh honey <laughs> honey well since we since we since that last mis, misspelling on the dollar um, yeah was, yeah
2: yeah and D-L-L-A-R, my picture
3: l-l-a-r and i shouldn't have E-R. used my
2: picture that was yeah. that was the uh yeah. the other <laughs> and if you are going to do counterfeit don't do dollar bills <laughs> wait it's, a sec wait it's a sec, not guys. like worth it it's it's way too much effort for just a dollar you know you At least go for a kazillion
3: dollar bill. (laughs) How many kazillions of dollars would you like? (laughs) I did.
1: um, I I know. I told you guys I was going to do this a while ago, and I didn't do it. I finally did. I went to Anaheim, and I got my table.
2: Nice, you got it.
1: Have I?
3: I haven't seen it.
2: You did a TikTok about it. it. And where is it? It was the TikTok that you bought.
3: Cool.
2: Maggie is showing her table to mom. It's it's kind of like <laughs> a cute little end table up against yeah. the wall.
3: Oh, it's it very fits sweet. perfect. It and holds you put my it together printer
2: yourself. that does
1: not work. Yeah. Why doesn't your printer work? Oh my gosh. It is it is an absurdity. I <laughs>
2: You should take it to your car mechanic and he'll fix it for like 10 bucks. He
1: goes, $80. Um, No, I, one day my printer wasn't working. My printer hasn't been working for a while. And so I texted my friend and I was like, hey, can you print this for me? Because I was going to pick him up. And he was like, oh my gosh, it didn't print. I'm so sorry. And when I picked him up, he was like, you got an HP Smart printer? And I was like, yes, I do. And he was like, does yours ever work? And I was like, No. It's got like a 14% success rate of it's, it's going to print for me or not.
3: And that's a terrible rate.
2: But a very specific number. Well, so. after
3: the yeah. podcast, I will help you troubleshoot that. I'm pretty good with that kind of thing. It, yes, it, it, you it, are. It, I <laughs>
1: It makes me so sad. I thought maybe like buying at a table would make it happy and it would (laughs) listen to me, but it didn't. Um, But yeah, I went to Anaheim and this was my first time buying something off a Facebook marketplace because I was told I could buy things a lot cheaper on there, which is true. But I was like a little nervous because, you know, sometimes the people on there might not be good people. And so I took two of my guy friends with me um, who are just like the best like, how many friends do you have that'll, like, you could just be like, hey, what a road trip to Anaheim. And they're, like, down. <laughs> mm-hmm, I'm like, awesome. oh, man. I, I have truly amazing friends out here. But we road tripped to Anaheim. And this is an example of incredible customer service. We were, the the drive to Anaheim is, like, 45 miles. It was supposed to take us, like, an hour. It took us, like, two. And so we ended up being 30 minutes late after they closed. And we were, like, messaging them the entire time. And, Sorry. We were, like, messaging them the entire time, and they they were responding. They're like, it's so okay. Like just drive safe. We'll be here. Like just, oh. the exact opposite
3: and, of your earlier
1: experience. Exactly. And we were <laughs> Did messaging, they sell bald caps? <laughs> they did not. We were messaging a guy named Kevin. And so we got there and we walk into like this warehouse and it's this woman. And I try and give her extra money because I was like, they waited 30 minutes. Like they are just incredible. Um, and she would not take it. And I, I looked at her and I said, is Kevin here? And she was like, oh, we're all Kevin. <laughs> like,
3: really, like the
1: store is Kevin. And I was like, oh my goodness. Well, Kevin, <laughs> thank you so Kevin's. much. Kevin's, thank you guys for being incredible. Um, but we ended up driving back and we, it was really funny. We were kind of crapping on anaheim i'm not gonna lie we were also in a bad mood just because we had been driving for so long and we were like ah anaheim you know this place because we th- we also thought we were right next to the ocean and we were going to th- go to the ocean after and then we found out we were 45 minutes away from the
3: ocean <laughs> which so is we like, two hours not-
1: yeah we we're like you're not even near the ocean what even is there in anaheim besides disney um and so we decided that we were going to go get ice cream and we walked into this ice cream place, and it turned out to be like a little paradise.
4: <laughs> really,
1: you know, like a a mall that was something like we had never seen. And we walked around that place, and our jaws were on the floor. We were <laughs> like, "Why was this... it so
2: incredible?" What do you mean you haven't seen anything like it?
1: I don't know. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Ponce City Market in Atlanta. It was yeah. just beautiful lights, and it was so not LA. And it was families and and ice cream and and it was the sun was setting and so it was it sounds just like a it took you back in time a time. little bit, kind
2: of like swept you away,
1: literally. And we were like, "Should we go to Anaheim every week? Should we continue to do this? Hang out with Kevin and get some ice cream?" <laughs> uh, and so we like our our day completely changed, and we ended up taking a little like quotes family photo because we were like this is just a wholesome day um in front of my car and it's just the purest photo we all have these Aww. big smiles on our face and we're just filled with joy got a table and then we went back home and I found out the table wasn't assembled so I had to assemble it myself <laughs> but it turned out great
4: you was, probably knew that before you got home uh, considering uh, it was, it was <laughs> in a, box. a really
1: annoying situation just because of circumstances I put myself in and then it turned out to be incredible.
3: That's awesome.
2: Good for you, babe. So the things you described, like, you know, going to a mechanic on your own and figuring things out and just working through issues and, um, you know, the, the pit bull thing. Well, like whatever, all of these are situations (laughs) where I know you have the support of friends in most cases, but a lot of it was on your own too. And as someone who's kind of like dealt with anxiety issues in the past and, been in anxious situations where your brain kind of can run away from you. Um, I wonder if you can um, say something here to uh, Sagneth, who's also from um, I don't know which country, but outside the United States, who said I was wondering if you have a way to deal with anxiety when it comes to being a struggle all day. Um, any resources or techniques on the way that you can, you know, see things and and put put things that are. Uh, put things into a better place in your mind to help you. Um, have you found a way to do that?
1: Yeah, I used to be like, I used to have like crippling anxiety. <laughs> like actually crippling um, physically and emotionally because I have psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. And so it would often present itself physically. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't anymore. What's what's that um, quote that anxiety is like the fear of the future, the things unknown, or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Well, I, 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 anxiety, Yes, anxiety is a fear of the future. I don't know what the the quote is specifically, but I've been yeah. writing about it some in my book. Carefully, you know, because we, we don't want to pr- purport like like with BetterHelp, our sponsor. If you've got crippling, crushing anxiety, you might need therapy. You like, you know, you might benefit very well from talking mm-hmm. with somebody who understands that way better than we do but in general being anxious is a human emotion it's a normal emotion like you can go into the brain science of how it happens and it's very normal for one part of your brain to alert you you to a sense of danger which we perceive all the time in terms of like um, the things that are unfamiliar or we perceive as threatening that's normal but the part that's not normal is then there's another part of your brain and I wrote about this in my book I can't we call the exact parts right now, but it, it essentially continues to obsess about it and bring it up and create this loop that you continue, which you don't want to do. You don't want to stay in that place, obviously, no. of, of dwelling over something that's a fear of the future. And so for me, you know, I try to juxtapose like this fear of the future with you've got to have some kind of a belief about the future that's aspirational, that is hopeful, that is good, like that you're looking up toward um, a better outcome. Even if the things that are in front of you are, are really difficult or tragic or threatening, you can always say um, there's something on the other side of this. And in my life, I've just found like that technique to default or to that different frame for how you see things mm-hmm. as Sacknith was asking is just, it's a self protection and preservation instinct, but it's also like the the useful thing to do yes. because when you when you do that the sooner you do that the better your options the 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 more clearly you get new resources and can make better choices so just just try to understand everything that's coming at you is in some way there to help you if you can first believe it and then look for it and then see it
3: yeah, what, what one small thing can you do at this moment that can alleviate the anxiety and the stress? There's got to be some positive step that you can take, even if that's a step away from the anxiety. Um, because like you said, if, if it's just fear, well, let, let's put that to rest, all right? You know, if, if at all possible and say, okay, now what, what am I going to do about it? And be the hero in your own story.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it is normal, but it also isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think um, something that was really tough for me is I got into a mindset of, oh, I'm I'm going to have terrible anxiety for the rest of my life, because that's just, that's normal. The, there's no way around it. That's just something I'm going to have to push through. It's something I'm going to have to deal with. Um, and... I think that can be a very tough thing that we've normalized in society that, oh, we're just an anxious generation. Like that's just something because of social media and because of like all factors that are legitimate reasons, you know, mm-hmm. like the yes, the absolutely. That can increase anxiety and make it feel more present. Um but coming to the conclusion that oh we're just an anxious generation, I think can be a really detrimental um, thing to accept because it kind of locks you into that. Um, yeah, I agree. For me, well, and it also gives you like a baked it. it gives you a yeah. baked
2: in excuse for why things aren't going the way you want them to go, and it's like and you, know, you begin to identify with your condition. This is my anxiety, like that's the term my anxiety, uh, as opposed to. I'm experiencing anxiety. I'm experiencing anxiousness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't want to own it. If you, if you, you know, I would say do do whatever you can not to own it and make it your anxiety, but to make it anxiety that you have on loan, which you'd like to get rid of. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, something that really helped me and helps me a lot still is kind of thinking of worst case scenario. You know, I'm I'm driving someplace and I'm so anxious because I'm gonna be late okay, play it through in your head. You're going to be late. What's going to happen? They're either going to say, oh, sorry, we can't help you or they're going to help you and they're going to be upset about it and then you're never going to see them again. You know, like like yeah. actually go through the worst case scenarios and they might suck for a second, but a lot of the times it's going to suck for a second and then it's going to keep going.
3: You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. A, a lot of times things are never, not, not never, uh, as bad as you think they're going to be.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not even about what happens when you get there. It's about every minute and second of the experience of you getting there, that you've put yourself in this state where you're going to feel miserable and terrible. And, and so, you know, otherwise like, yeah, traffic is traffic. You're going to be late or you're going to be on time or whatever. While you're in the traffic, you could be thinking about a situation, problem, a beautiful idea. I, you could be listening to music. Mm-hmm. You could be listening to our podcast. You can be, yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. okay to feel good while you're on the way to something that might not work out the way you hope. You know, mm-hmm. so so prioritize yeah. yourself to to just be in your own corner, my friends. Be in your own corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's combine these last two really quick because. Um, uh, Sammy and and Craig also had some things to say. Uh, Sammy was talking about you know humility versus the idea of being cocky, um, which I think is 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 a really wise sentiment. Which we might not really dive deeply in, but let's just validate that that's a that's a great great way to move through life. You know, because if you go in feeling but good about yourself, you will be it'll be much easier to humble you <laughs> and you you'd like to bring your own humility rather than get it slapped in your face, I think. Um, and then Craig, who, who you know when he was asked uh, what what is he getting from the podcast and he said, I'm learning to love myself and be comfortable being by myself and getting to know who I actually am. Um, obviously, that's his journey, you know that this this podcast is a part of. Um, but I just think that's so awesome because that's Ultimately, the journey of life is learning to love yourself and be comfortable being by yourself and getting to know who you actually are. Um, because there's things we can change and there's things we can't change. I will never be a tall man, right? <laughs> but I can love who I am and I and I, I can you know, own the fact that, hey, I'm tall on the inside, you know? <laughs> Do you have anything to add to those?
1: Um, yeah, in regards to... Humility versus cockiness, I think it is, it's a difficult line between being humble and also knowing your self-worth. Um, and I think that it's its a balance. It's completely a balance. And the way you keep it from becoming cocky is like, I think, just understanding others' self-worth as well.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Understanding I'm a absolutely incredible person. And so are they. Yes. You know what I mean? Like kind of like that sort of mindset that like I have so much to offer and like I've got this going and so do they because we're all like super dope people as like silly or Mm -hmm. whatever as that sounds. Um, And in regards to like getting to know yourself and just like enjoying your own company, it's a journey. It's a journey everyone has to take for themselves in learning to just like be someone they enjoy to be around. And I think that's super cool. And like congrats that you're, yeah. that you're doing
2: that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like giving you those snaps, like snapping on the truth, Maggie. Um, Thanks. but yeah. And, and if you don't feel like you're a dope person and have a lot to offer the world and you don't feel that full in your own being yet, you know, what it means is maybe you, do, you need to know yourself a little bit better and, and, uh, continue on that work. And man, it's all a journey for all of us to get to the inside of who we are. Um, and, and by the way, if you're working on struggles, help other people with their struggles, and you will absolutely feel better in the process, um, and yeah. learn more, and yep. be grateful along the way.
1: Yeah. Man, good so, podcast, good chat, fam.
2: Yeah, good, good, good chat. chat. <laughs> lots of lots of helpful uh, helpful advice on this one, and and got to um, visit some of those questions I hadn't seen before. Um, I'm gonna play a little dip, more disc golf. Um, Maybe today, definitely tomorrow. And Maggie, I think I'm going to get a, a disc golf coach. So,
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh,
3: quick what? Quick story. Quick story. Dad.
2: So, yeah, now listen, this wait, is, wait, uh,
3: wait.
2: first of all, the, the disc golf situation, it's such a great sport because there's an etiquette about it that's really fun. It's free everywhere you go, but you also write your name on the back of your discs and you, your phone number. And that way, if you lose a disc, in the woods, you know, you're looking for it, you can't find it, and someone else finds it, they're like, Oh, is there a name on this one? And if there is, there's a there's a like an unwritten rule. You text that person or call that person, and say, Hey, I have your disc. And if you can, you meet up, you get them your disc, and, and then you get the disc back. Which by the way, I was like, I was telling Lee the other day, I was like, Man, I'm so glad that's not like the rule in in ball golf, in like regular golf. <laughs> Because can you imagine if you had to return every golf ball that you found on a golf course somewhere? It's like some responsibility. That'd be no, insane. but with disc golfs, with uh, golf discs, you get attached to them after a while. So I, I lost a disc, and this guy calls me, and I met with him yesterday. Turns out he's a professional disc golfer, and he also teaches lessons. So I think I might take some lessons to try to up my game. Yeah. So getting my oh, free disc back might cost me some money in the end. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Well, I am looking forward to hearing how that goes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your week and to now that we're in the month of October and moving into spooky season, hearing mm-hmm. how, spooky how things season. are progressing and seeing you very soon. Yes. And, and that's yes, going to be absolutely. awesome. I'll be out there for a speech and we're going to have a whirlwind trip together. I have no doubt. Uh, Speaking of Gwen Stefani, no doubt. But you didn't get to see her, so that's okay. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wait, it wasn't Gwen Stefani. It was Iggy Azalea. Oh, my gosh. Crap. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. I think it was Iggy. Well, Well, no. You don't
2: know because you weren't there.
1: I don't
2: know. I feel, Man, better about you missing, there. I, I feel better about you missing Iggy Azalea than Gwen Stefani. No offense I have to seen, Iggy.
1: I have seen Gwen Stefani live. Well, good. Yeah. It was incredible.
2: Yes. <laughs> All sure.
1: right. Well, I love you guys so, so much. Love you too, Mags.
2: I love you too. And we love you, everyone. If you'd like to ask us a question uh, and uh, contribute to the podcast, go out to wholesomechaos.com and submit it there. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Thanks for being part of the family. Keep listening, subscribe, and tell your friends to check out Wholesome Chaos. Have a great week.
3: Bye. 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 Bags and dads, wholesome
1: chaos. Bags and dads, wholesome chaos. Hollywood Bowl special guest. I've told multiple people it was Gwen Stefani and it's Iggy Azalea. That's my bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, at Sorry, least you corrected Yiggy. yourself for the record eventually. And that's where confidence meets humility. <laughs>